The following program is scheduled for one fall with a 60-minute time limit. This is Take 4 Wrestling with your hosts, Brian Kilby and J.T. Hogg. This is Take 4 Wrestling episode, is this 14? Oh, I don't know. I think it is. I think that's lucky 14, right? Hey, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because last week was 13. Yeah, so uh, episode 14, I am Brian Kilby, and with me is the man, the myth, the legend, the defender of children himself, J.T. Hogg. J.T. And the and the beater of Diecast. And the beater of Diecast. <laughs> Diecast disagree. Well, he's he's kind of full of himself. He likes to talk, but uh, most people that talk too much usually can't back their words up. Oh, okay. You know, five years from now, when people go back and listen to this, none of this will make any sense. <laughs> I don't think it makes much sense now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this week on Take 4 Wrestling, we are talking about SummerSlam 2013, which is the newest uh, wrestling show that we, we've actually talked about. But I had a couple of requests for, uh, for it. So, But, as always, before we get to the main event, we have our gimmick of the week in JT. What is it, the gimmick of the week this week? The gimmick of the week this week is Kevin Th- Thorne. Um, actually, his Mordecai uh, portion of his career. Uh, if you remember Mordecai, he was um, his real name is Kevin Fertig. And uh, he got involved in wrestling around the year 2000. Um, he started with Sid Vicious, uh, meeting Sid Vicious in Gold's Gym. And uh, he got into a um, wrestling uh, school around Memphis Championship Wrestling. And uh, his first gimmick was actually called Seven. And it was uh, based off the Seven Deadly Sins. He uh, got a developmental deal in WWE around 2000. And in 2004, uh, they started to air um, little video packages on SmackDown um, with a new character named Mordecai. And uh, Mordecai was almost, uh, I always thought of him as the like white undertaker. He had uh, the same, like uh, especially the undertaker during the ministry of darkness where he had the, uh, the body suit and everything. Of course, Mordecai's was white and, um, he was on a crusade world rid the world of all the sin and uh he had white hair and uh white eyebrows and a white beard and um they put a lot of oomph behind him for a while um doing these promos and uh finally when he made his debut which he uh, debuted on a um pay-per-view judgment day he uh came down in the ring uh got a pretty decent reaction he also had a uh, big giant uh, symbol that was, I think, supposed to represent like a crucifix that he would put in the stage and then come down to the ring. And uh, his first match, he defeated Scotty Tuhati. And um, he would uh, condemn the audiences for, his, uh, for their sins and tried to lead him in prayer. And I think he was originally supposed to feud with the undertaker. I think I would have liked this. This sounds terrible. <laughs> well, what happened was, um, I don't know why, cause it seemed like it was, it, it was kind of catching on a little bit, but, uh, he debuted beating Scotty too hottie. And then he just like two or three weeks later, he, I, I, he lost to uh, Ray Mysterio, and then they sent him back down to OVW for more training. And uh, so they took him, off, uh, took him off TV and repackaged him. And um, he didn't uh, come back until about 2006 with the uh, ECW brand, and he came back as Kevin Thorne the Vampire on the uh, ECW on Sci-Fi. And uh, really, that didn't really go too far either because it was past uh, 98 to 99, and it was in, it was before the whole Twilight thing. So it was in that little period where nobody cared about vampires. Yeah. And uh, he was supposed to be, uh, I think, part of a faction with uh, Gangrel, and um, they're also their manager, Ariel, but 
it uh, never really went anywhere. And then he was kind of gone too. He had that wonderful match on ECW's December to Dismember pay-per-view where it was him and Ariel against uh, Kelly Kelly and Mike Knox, which uh, December to Dismember should be a pay-per-view. We should probably do in the future. <laughs> but uh, that was about it for him. Um, overall, I thought I thought the gimmick probably could have worked. I think it probably would have been interesting as a gimmick with The Undertaker. But for some reason, it just didn't catch on. I think maybe it was too late. Like, uh, if Mordecai maybe was in the Attitude Era, he might have been a little bit more uh, receptive. But um, especially the vampire thing, because um, the brood were over huge during those years. But, um, yeah, that was it for him. Do you think the brood was really over huge? Uh, I thought so. I mean, they were... They were pretty over. The, well, the entrance was anyway. The entrance was. I don't know that anything else was. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, well, yeah, I think Edge and Christian came from the brood. And, yeah, later they got over. <laughs> I They were over with me. Yeah. Because that was during my goth phase. Oh, God. Where I was depressed. and. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So uh, Mordecai, I vaguely remember that. He wasn't around very long, so if if you're not like a if you're not watching every week, you probably might even have missed him if you took a month off. I, I don't think I was. I'm, I'm pretty sure that I, I remember the name and I have a vague recollection of that. So he kind of goes into that category of the two or three appearances, like uh, Beaver Cleavage or uh, was that Kazarni, where they'd show uh, little videos of him for a couple months and then they'd be on the show once, maybe twice, and they were gone. Kazarni? Is that Carney language for Carney? Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's that can be another uh, gimmick of the week for us down the line. Kazarni. He was a pretty interesting gimmick. That's interesting. It was an inside joke that nobody got, I think. I, I think I just got it. Vince McMahon loved it, yeah. though. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so let's talk about SummerSlam. Yeah, SummerSlam 2013. We've talked about a couple of SummerSlams this, by this point, I think. I feel like, anyway. But this is uh, 2013. And I actually, this is one I watched. Um, I watched it, I'm pretty sure, um, when it originally aired. If not, I, I, I watched it not long after. And it's a really good show with some really good matches. And uh, it kind of feels weird and out of place to me, though. Because 2013, this was over three years ago, and a lot of the wrestlers that we're seeing today uh, were just getting their start, like the Wyatt family. I feel like the Wyatts didn't debut until 2014, but obviously here they are. Uh, yeah. So it's 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 uh, it's really interesting. So um, what did you think? Uh, first match. Uh, what was the first match? It was uh, Bray Wyatt versus Kane. Oh, and that's in a, a Ring of Fire match. Uh, that was an interesting gimmick. Yeah, I don't think um I don't think it was used to its full effectiveness. Oh no. <laughs> Bray the, the Now actually I watched this live too. This was one of those times where I kind of came back to watch uh, WWE for a little bit because mm-hmm. the Wyatts looked really cool to me. And I was They stole your gimmick, but Yeah, yeah. they did pretty much. Yeah, if uh anybody questions it, you got to look at a video that I posted from 2007. That um, that proves that the Wyatt stole my gimmick. Actually, it's probably just a coincidence, but it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, I showed Brian the uh, video earlier, and it's it's pretty close. It's pretty close, we yeah. yeah. Except you brought <laughs> uh, zombie. Yeah. Oh, you recognize that? Well, that yeah. was a, a remix. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we were going for, like House of a Thousand Corpses. Because mm-hmm. I watched that movie around that time, but um. The uh, the Wyatts, uh, I didn't think this was a very effective debut for Bray Wyatt because because um, Kane kind of killed him in the match. Like, he didn't get a whole heck of a lot. Of, like, it just seemed like he should have came in stronger. And um, even though he won, but I don't like I, I would picture Bray Wyatt being a stronger f- heel and scarier. Of course, his. Uh, his um, two buddies came in, uh, Eric Rowan, and uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, there's Eric Rowan, and there is um, Luke Harper. 
Luke Harper, that's right. Actually, Luke Harper, I think, is the standout of the group. He absolutely is. Yeah. He's uh, He's got everything. Like, uh, I guess he used to wrestle on the independent circuit as um, a kind of like a almost like a Bruiser Brody gimmick, because that's yeah. who he reminded me of. He is very reminiscent, reminiscent of Bruiser Brody, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I did. I, I didn't think this was a real great, effective promo. I think, in my opinion, a lot of these, this whole show was a lot of uh, not. I don't want to say wasted potential, but missed potential. I think. I think that's fair. Because uh, Bray Wyatt, I mean, he should he should have been huge, more than what he is, because they they put him as so scary but he lost what 10 pay-per-views in a row or something like that like he had a horrible pay-per-view record yeah well i mean it wasn't that many i don't think but yeah but yeah uh, i think he should have beat the undertaker at wrestlemania i don't oh you don't think so no oh well the undertaker had already lost i mean you I'll be honest. I don't. I do not care for the character. I do not care for the gimmick. I think it missed its. I think it missed its uh, time, and uh, I think you should go back to Husky Harris. Husky Harris. Yeah, I remember when he debuted. The crowd was chanting Husky Harris at him. That probably wasn't. I mean, make him happy. I. I. I don't know. I. I. So. It's. Uh. It's. It's. It's a play on the Waylon Mercy character. Um, which wasn't that great a character to begin with. And I, he's got a lot of natural charisma that's going to waste with this character. I think that, I think that this character has pretty much been wasted. I think everything that this character had going for him has been squandered. They need to reboot him again and, and do something different. That's just me. Yeah, the, the, it's like in wrestling, like uh, once – because I would consider him, I mean, he's not a huge guy, but he's very big guy and very athletic. And once a monster loses, it's uh, there's not really much more you can go from that. Look at Kane. Yeah, poor Kane. <laughs> he's gone so back and forth so much. Mm-hmm. Then the uh, corporate Kane was just awful. I couldn't stand that. Yeah. He looked like a... Uh, like a librarian or saw or like something. It was, it was pretty bad, but uh, yeah, I don't remember. I think Kane had already probably taken the mask off 16 times by this show. Oh God. Yeah. And uh, the end of it, um, which it was actually kind of a creative way uh, for the, uh, the two other guys, Rowan and uh, Harper to get in by putting the uh, uh, asbestos uh, blanket on there. Yeah, I thought that was kind of clever. Yeah, that was pretty clever. Um, but when they smashed his head on the ring steps, <laughs> of course, they put his head in a triangle that didn't hit him at all. Yeah. I think they're just actually trying to hurt his eardrums, probably. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think Bray Wyatt would almost work out better as a manager as for Harper and Rowan. If he was just a straight-up manager. Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. It's not that he's a bad wrestler. It's just that I don't see him as any kind of threat whatsoever. It's kind of like when they try to reinvigorate Kane or The Big Show or Mark Henry. It's like, I'm the biggest guy going. Look at me. I can go I can go beat people up. But yeah. I'd be like, I'm the master of evil. I can go do whatever I want, and I can be evil all the time. But nobody, nobody uh, believes it because they've seen him lose 50,000 times. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the once you yeah, a monster when you beat a monster, he's not a monster anymore. I didn't even uh, think I was a monster. I just I, like he's 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 not small, but he, like you said he's not huge. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know what he is. And until, yeah, it's it's hard to place him. Yeah, and and without a clear idea, without a, a consistent clear message of who he is and what he is, I don't know that it'll ever work. And again, I just think they should just reboot. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. Like my buddy Jason loves that gimmick, but I, I just think it's, I think it's past its time. I really enjoyed it. I just think they didn't do it right. Yeah, I agree. That's what, because um, I think Luke Harper is all kinds of talent. Absolutely. 
Um, he's got a great look. He's a big guy. Even Eric Rowan. I mean, he's kind of kind of bland uh, personality wise, but they're just big, huge monsters. Yeah. Um, I remember watching, uh, and that they were squandered too. They were losing tag matches, and two of those guys should never lose tag matches. I mean, it should be a big deal. But they were wrestling uh, Mark Henry and uh, Big Show. And uh, Eric Rowan just body slammed Big Show like nothing. And then he, he, but he did it twice in the match. And uh, that's another thing, like with Big Show, like Big Show's just, it, even though he should be one of the scariest guys there is, he's not because of the way they booked him. Thank you, Attitude Era. <laughs> yeah, I go, the, I, I, go all the way as far back as his debut match when he lost to Austin and it just took every bit of oomph out of him. I agree. I agree. Totally. Cause I don't think at that point he had lost very many times in WCW. Um, I can't place it like Goldberg beat him, but uh, Goldberg beat everybody, but, but I don't think he ever lost any little guys. Yeah. Not that I at least of. not cleanly like that. Yeah. So, so, but Bray went over on, went over on Kane in this match because of uh, the interference of Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Yeah. And that was something I thought made Bray look weak too. <laughs> having, um, having getting, cause he got choked Sam twice and he was done. Then uh, Rowan and Harper came in. Yeah. That's why I do think Bray should be a manager. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next match, uh, Cody Rhodes, who I love, uh, went against Damian Sandow and Damian Sandow, Sandow had just won the money in the bank. Uh, yeah, this is – I have in my notes, speaking of wastes. Uh, you have a lot of waste on for, with both with both guys. Neither guy now is in WWE. Yes, uh, Sandell was interesting. I don't even know why they gave him the money in the bank I briefcase. I don't either. I really don't. <laughs> and I wasn't watching when they were a tag team, but I love the, I love the gimmick, the Rhodes Scholars. I think that's yeah. great. Yeah, they wrestled the uh, New Age Outlaws, and um, Damian Sandell said, uh, oh, you didn't know, but he said it in a very, like, educated way. I can't remember. Yeah, it was uh, was pretty funny. He was like, oh, you didn't didn't recall or something like that, or, but, um, yeah, Damian Sandell, uh, I don't, like, Cody, I think we can only call him Cody now. But um, he's an odd case because he tries so hard. But I'm not convinced that he's a main eventer. Cody Rhodes? Yeah. Um, currently, I mean, he obviously he's not there. I think he could be. I think he's, I, he's a great wrestler. I think he's got a lot of learning still to do. But you got to mm-hmm. be I, – I, I think he could be a main eventer. I, I don't – I don't. Maybe if you're here a little thicker, or he could repackage himself. I think he could be. Yeah, I think he definitely looks better with the long tights. Uh, when he and, was just and wearing a, and a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> but when he was just wearing the tights and the boots without any knee pads, he looked awful. And stuff like uh, that matters. People don't think about that all the time, but that crap matters. Oh yeah, knee pads can make somebody look a hundred times better. Yeah. Uh, the reason why like uh, Rick rude always wore long tights was because his legs weren't very big. And uh, I, that helped him immensely. Like he had that real little tiny waist and real little tiny legs. And um, but Lesner, a lot of Lesnar has the lower body that certainly doesn't line up with his upper body. He could, probably, <laughs> yeah. but he would probably look silly with tights though. Oh yeah, it'd be hard seeing him in tights. That would be weird. He, but he's an odd fella. He's oddly proportioned. Yeah. So, um, I, Damian Sandow again is a guy that I, I, he, I, he's 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 good on the mic. Uh, he got his best run in WWE though, as being the Miz's stunt double, and he was great in that role. Uh, but they let him go after that. But admittedly, as awesome as he was in the in that uh, spot with the Miz, where are you going to go from there? 
Yeah, that's like he talked about, uh, or somebody was talking about, like, oh, they should have capitalized that. And be like, well, what are you going to capitalize on? Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, he was funny. But so is Santino Morella. Uh. You know, he's not going to be a main eventer. You know, those the guys like that aren't going to be in the main event. And I think, like, uh, when Sandow debuted in TNA, he didn't really get that big of a pop. No. So, he, uh, and of course, if, if somebody's left WWE, TNA will sign you. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I, I could go to TNA and say, hey, I, I just left the WWE. They would, like, write me a check. It would probably bounce, <laughs> but they would write yeah, me would, a check. They'll take anybody. Uh, yeah, that was that's I think that was definitely one of the main downfalls of TNA, too. Just they were taking all of WWE's like leftovers. Yeah. Like, oh, we don't need this guy anymore. Uh, but what do you think about this match? Any thoughts? It, it was it was an all right match. Yeah. Uh, the whole money in the, the bank situation with Damien Sandow was just weird. Like I just and I think he was if I believe he was one of the first guys not to win the title on the Money in the Bank, wasn't he? Uh, it, yeah, he he cashed it in and uh, lost like almost immediately. It was I think if I remember correctly, it was like um, they had to do something. They they mean they I guess were in a uh, painted themselves into a corner, so they had Damien Sandow come out, cash in, and it, it was just it was an embarrassment. Yeah, uh, and I I doubt they really believed that they were going to do that when they started the when he won it. But then again, did they really believe they were going to put the heavyweight title on Damian Sandow? That's that's what confuses me. Like, what were I wondered what their original end game was for him? It seems to me like there's a point where they were putting the title on whoever the belt would fit on. <clears throat> they're <laughs> trying true. to see they were they were trying to see what stuck. That's like the uh, Jack Swagger experiment. Just made absolutely no sense why he was heavyweight champion. Of course, I mean he's a legitimate wrestler and everything, but he just wasn't. The I draw don't. Power. I don't. I don't remember Jack Swagger being the heavyweight champion. It but, wasn't very long. Okay. He lost it to Rey Mysterio. No. <laughs> uh, okay. So next match: uh, Alberto Del Patron or Alberto Del Rio uh, against Christian. I've always been a fan of Christian, and I understand Alberto Del Rio's heritage and you know why he's he is where he is, and he's a good wrestler. He really is. But yeah. I've, never, I've never been a big fan. I liked him when he first came in. Um, and he's another odd example. He has all the tools and the looks, but he just doesn't have the lasting power. Like. It's, he just doesn't have like that it factor. Uh, uh yeah, I would agree. And Christian, uh, he, I think he was another badly booked champion. Um, I don't think he defended the title a single time, but uh, I don't, I don't see him as main event. And uh, it really confused me why they put the title on him, because I think I'm more. Like it's just hard for me to uh, believe in a lot of the modern wrestlers as tough guys, because um, I'm from an era where you had guys like uh, Dick the Bruiser and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Hulk Hogan and Luthez, like tough, scary-looking dudes that could really just rip your arms off. Yeah, and um, Christian just—he just looks like a regular guy, just walking down the street. And I mean, they had him doing the spear that uh, baffled me yeah. why he was doing the spear. It must've just been as a tribute to edge, but even edges spear. I never thought edges spear looked that good. I like edge. I don't love edge. Yeah. I think that's where Christian, like I think Christian did have his place, but I don't think it was in the main event. I think Christian's place was beside of edge when they were a tag team. That's when I that's, think, that's a good place. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being a tag team guy. Oh, no. Tag teams are great. You can make a lot of money with that. You know, some people are Shawn Michaels. Some people are Marty Jannetty. And I think that Edge and Christian were both a little better than Marty Jannetty. Yeah. I know some people out there are going to hear that and hate that. But, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. 
Well, I really don't even necessarily have anything, a problem with the size either, because uh, I think Daniel Bryan is a legit looking tough guy. Even though he's small, I think he looks like he could knock some heads in. But somebody like Christian, I just don't see that with Christian. And it's uh, it's really hard for me to, uh, after watching this, it's hard for me to care about a lot of these guys. Because, like uh, in my opinion, besides uh, Cena and Brock, the WWE hasn't really produced any long-lasting legends since 2000, 2000s. And I, that's probably going to make a lot of people mad, but, I mean, it's just my opinion. Yeah, they have. But um, in the 80s and 90s, it was almost like, especially in the 80s, everybody was over in a megastar. Almost like, it seemed like almost everybody was memorable. And uh, I'm not saying they're, like, uh, all Hall of Famers, but there were so many guys you could pick off, pick off the top of your head how many... Um, legends there were, you know, like Hogan, Macho Man, Flair, Savage. Oh, I said them twice. Uh, like Mr. Perfect. Even the undercard was over, super I, over. Yeah, I mean, I I think that in in saying that we are dismissing all of the guys who never made it that we're not thinking about. But again, the it was a different time. Uh, there was uh, a territory system where people could develop, come, you know, make a name, then go to WWF and make a lot of money uh, where WWF now has to make their own talent in house for the yeah. most part. We well, even, um, I, yeah, I'm not trying to dismiss even like guys like Orton. Uh, I, I think Randy Orton, like I've said before, is incredibly talented, but I don't think he's, like an endurable character. He's not. Um, I mean, he very talented, not memorable in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Cena and Brock's about it. Um, off the top of my head. I mean, I'm sure if I did a little bit of thinking and that's, I mean, that's 16 years. That's a long time without making any real huge megastars. And they still have to rely on Cena and Brock, and now they have like bringing Goldberg back. They've had to rely on Sting. Um, they've had to rely on all these older stars. I, I mean, I think they turned a couple of stars. I would say that Triple H was probably, I mean, in the Attitude Era, he was a mid Carter, and sort of came into his own. I mean, he was basically the guy between The Rock and Cena. Yeah. So I would say he's probably early 2000s. He, he was probably a memorable, you know, legend that they created. Uh, I, I, I'm of two minds with, again, I've said it before with Triple H. I think he, there are times I love him. There are times I can't stand him. So <laughs> it's a love hate relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would agree with, with what you're saying for the most part. I can't think of anybody who I think is really, you know, le legendary status. Now I'm going to get bombarded with, uh, what about Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins? Like, no, those yeah. guys are <laughs> They're good, but they haven't had a storied career in the WWE yet. And the, and the ratings are like 1.9. So how good are they? Yeah, uh, maybe Jericho. I think the, really the bulk of Jericho's career has been after the year 2000, uh, at least the memorable stuff. Back in WCW and in uh, Memphis and everything, not Memphis, in Smoky Mountain and everything. I mean, he was great, but that's not where uh, his la his legacy comes from. Yeah. Well, I like I see, I don't see Jericho on the same levels like Cena or Brock. Uh, yeah, in the annals of time, I see him, I see him above those guys, but that's, that's me. Yeah, but you didn't like demolition, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, and I thought this was an all right match too, uh, between Christian and Del Rio. It's just, uh, I just didn't believe in it. And I think that's where, that's where it got me, where it lost its stars for me. It was just a very unbelievable match, I thought. Um, and Del Rio, actually, he was a uh, MMA fighter. Did you know about that? Um, 
I've heard something about that. Yeah, he wore a uh, mask. He was, really? In MMA? Yeah. Uh huh. It was uh, for Pride in Japan, and they had to get a special license for him to wear a mask because he was uh, wearing a mask at the time in uh, Lucha Libre. Interesting. And he got he got beat pretty good. I'm, he could still beat me up, though, so I'm not going to say too much. Yeah. Uh, next match, <laughs> uh, ladies' match, uh, Natalia against uh, Brie Bella. It was uh, it was a popcorn match, I, I would think. Yeah, I would agree. And uh, Nat- I really love popcorn. Yeah. Uh, Natalia, super talented. <laughs> uh, Brie Bella. It's weird to me thinking of Brie as a heel. Even though the Bellas were supposed to be heels for the last couple of years, I just think I, she's married to Daniel Bryan. It's hard for me to equate her as a bad guy. So, uh, yeah, the two. I think she's the the face, more of the face. Yeah, Bella. Uh, I don't have any thoughts really around this. Well, I started thinking about um, the uh, the best popcorn you can buy is at the Duke gas station. It's like those uh, air pop bags. And you can buy them for like 99 cents. Really? It's delicious. Interesting. Just the best popcorn you can buy. Interesting. That's what. <laughs> uh, so let's skip that. Next match, uh, Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk. And this was a long match. Uh, it was. I, I enjoyed it, though. It was a good match. And I like CM Punk. There are times I think that, in, that fans over overreach when it comes to CM Punk's importance to the business but then I see something like this I'm like nah he was pretty great um, yeah I was never a big fan of Punk uh, I, he was really over and I don't I don't get it why I mean I I mean I like he he's again one of those guys I think about and if I'm not watching I, I I just sort of don't give him the credit that he deserves. I think he I think he I think he's a genuinely re- really great wrestler, uh, and I I don't know I I really like him. And again, this was a reminder as to why. And again, um, I love Brock Lesnar. I think Brock Lesnar is phenomenal. And yeah. overall, I thought this was a really really good match. Yeah, and they made it really believable with CM Punk and Brock. And um, I didn't when I going into this match, I was thinking. Um, man, Punk versus Brock. Brock would kill Punk, you know. But um, then watching it, they made me believe. So I don't want to take anything away from CM Punk, but he just seems like a whiner. He was he was like one of the longest reigning modern champions. Yeah, he got the feud with the Undertaker, and he made it really far into the business. Um, he was blessed. But he didn't get everything he wanted, and he just left. And like him talking about the part the part timers, like I think he was talking about Brock and Rock. Uh, he wasn't the draw Rock was, and he talked about like uh, the part timers getting more money and like the main events of WrestleMania and stuff like that. Well, he was on that UFC pay per view as a big draw. He wasn't there because he was a well known fighter or a good fighter. He was there on his name recognition and his draw, just like The Rock, why The Rock was main event at WrestleMania. Preach it. <laughs> so he did the same exact thing he was uh, bitching and complaining about in WWE. I, he also talked about like uh, the, the way that the doctors were, it's basically, the way he described it, incompetent. And things like that. I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, the I mean, that really upset. Uh, I got mad at uh, really about the Rock thing, and I think even the Rock responded. He said, "I made more money in one night than you'll make in your whole career." Did he say that? <laughs> it was something like that on Twitter. Uh, it, I'm not quoting him, but it was pretty close to that. But that just like. He went into the UFC. Um, he was doing exactly what he was whining about, and he had no chance of beating that guy. Just none. And um, he shouldn't have been there. That's just all there is to it. I know why the UFC did it, because they got a lot of uh, buy rates out of it. But 
people talk about how they were proud of him and he really worked hard to get that. No, the guys that were there fighting worked hard. Not him. Like, I'm sure he worked hard, but he had no business being in there. He, I mean, what he trained for, what, two years? When there's guys that have been training there for most of their lives. And I thought it was, it was like disrespectful to UFC, the business, that he got paid as much as he did I in a legitimate sport. I disagree. Well, I, I think it, like, like, uh, cause Mickey Gall got heart paid hardly nothing. But then again, it is about the draw. It's about the draw and yeah. bringing in money. And there are people who watched it just to see CM Punk. Yeah. But that's what he was, he was complaining about in WWF though. And I think that's where it made me mad. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Sorry, a thought, little tangent there. Any thought, <laughs> but around the match, what are any, any specific thoughts? Uh, it was it was it told a really good story. Uh, it didn't try to make uh, CM Punk as tough as Brock Lesnar. Um, it made him like a, like a spunky fighter, uh, getting off uh, lucky shots, you know, and taking the big man down. And uh, it looked like they were really going at each other too. Yeah, really, I I, I think so. And uh, I think the story with Heyman was told really well. Uh, overall, it was just. It was a good match. It was entertaining. Uh, I watched the whole thing. Um, I stopped what I was doing and watched it. Uh, like, because I have to admit, some of these matches, I might have been doing something else. Yeah. During, you know, fiddling around with something. But this one I stopped and watched, and it was great. Uh, CM Punk is a really good worker. Yes. Uh, and Brock Lesnar is phenomenal. Brock Lesnar is a beast. Mm-hmm. He's. And he doesn't even – I don't even think he's a wrestling fan. He is not. <laughs> but he is just natural and just just a complete monster. So – Like I don't really know how he learned that, honestly, um, because he left in 02 and came – when did he come back? Oh, it was only a couple years ago, wasn't it? I mean it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, so, it was maybe three years. Yeah, but in coming back, I mean, partly it's booking, partly it's you know natural talent, but he is just a freaking monster. Yeah. Well, a lot of that stuff is uh, hard to it's it's hard to teach too, and he picked up on it. I mean, he's got just the facial expressions down. He's got everything down. Everything he does looks smooth, and he hasn't ever killed anybody. And the moves look like he's killing them. Yeah, I know. So I think he's doing a good job. I can't wait to see him <laughs> dismember Goldberg. <laughs> That's that should be interesting. Man, Goldberg got a heck of a pop though when he debuted though, or uh, came back. Uh the next week I was the, surprised. The next week though, uh the uh Minneapolis crowd uh buried <laughs> buried Goldberg though. I uh, I wanted to watch that because I read someplace where Vince McMahon was like mad about it yeah i mean why would you have why would you have <laughs> brock uh respond in his hometown and expect him to get like heat he's not going to uh, yeah that's they, bad book, they yeah. start basically started piping in music when the crowd was chanting goldberg sucks and you know what they're right goldberg does suck so hey uh but yeah uh, brock lesnar won the match um next match again sort of a popcorn match to me i love Dolph ziggler uh, is Dolph Ziggler and Caitlin uh, against uh, Biggie and AJ Lee? I really liked AJ Lee. Um, I thought AJ, especially for this period, was a really good talent. Um, she had a good look. Uh, I, I liked her character. Uh, and it was weird going back to seeing Big E in this old mode where he had no personality, and now yeah. he's just full of personality. Yeah, he uh, definitely had no personality back then. Uh, AJ Lee is t- so tiny, just such she a is. tiny little girl. <laughs> but um, she's a was a pretty good worker. It's just a shame that she gave up her career. Well, I mean, like you, she did. Yeah, I mean, well, of course, she married CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk yeah. left. She followed. 
Um, I think she had no reason to leave either. She was champion for forever. She was one of the top in the diva division. She just left. Yeah. Um, and then who is Caitlin? I have no idea I who don't, Caitlin I, is. I do not remember Caitlin. <laughs> I, when they announced Caitlin, I'm like, what? Who the? Um, yeah, I mean, this wasn't really anything of a match. It was all right. Yeah. Um, but uh, before this match, actually, they had a little thing with the Doritos Bold Mat Challenge. Um, did you know? Uh, is that did what, you is that watch what that, that? Was? I I half paid attention to it. <laughs> well, I was about. Uh, I noticed that this guy uh, had to take a splash from Mark Henry to get three, uh, three or four ringside tickets or something. So the guy gets splashed by Mark Henry, and then Mark Henry's got him up, and they're standing together, and he's got his arm raised afterwards. And that made me furious or furious. Why? Because they just like completely no sold the splash on the pay-per-view. Mm. <laughs> it was like, why would you do that? I mean, Mark Henry splashing you should, the guy should have been carried out in a stretcher. Yeah. True. 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 Cause Mark Henry's a big dude. He is a big dude. Uh, and I know, I know K Fabe's dead and everything, but it still makes me sad. It's still real to me. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of still being real to me, uh, the main event, uh, Daniel Bryan, who I love, yep. against John Cena, who I have tons of respect for. Yes, John Cena is just phenomenal. He He's really a, is. People give him so much crap, but he is such a good worker. He's uh, just such a nice guy. Like Every time I watch those Make-A-Wish things, they bring a tear to my eye. Uh, because CM, he does CM, so much. CM Punk also pointed out that John Cena is not the only person who did make a wish. Going back to CM Punk. Well, yeah. He's not the only one, but I think the kids are pretty – they want to see him the most probably. Because yeah, yeah. I, I think he is one of the most prolific make-a-wish. I thought he was grandmas. the most prolific. Yeah. But uh, – so this was a great match. Oh, yeah. This uh, – it was uh, had me on the edge of my seat every time. Like, for the whole thing. I, like I didn't remember how it ended. Um, I I remembered uh, that Daniel Bryan was screwed over. I just did. I didn't remember that Randy Orton uh, cashed in um, his money in the bank. Uh, but <laughs> which yeah, that's weird. Um, but yeah, they had two money in the banks. Now they think they, about. Yep, yeah, you're right. They did. Uh, weird. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Daniel Bryan's phenomenal. Uh, Daniel Bryan is just such a great wrestler. Uh, the Wrestling Observer named him like eight years in a row uh, wrestler of the year. I mean, that's how good Daniel Bryan is. Yeah, by all accounts, like uh, if people know the kind of wrestling I like and what I've liked in the past, I shouldn't like Daniel Bryan. I, I know, but he's so good. <laughs> you have to like yeah. Daniel Bryan. I, um, I actually – I watched – uh, wrestling because of Daniel Bryan again. I started watching WWE because I loved the whole storyline with him and the authority. And I think it pretty much started here. Yeah, it did. And, pretty much. and this was something where fans, I don't know, started reading too much into it uh, because they actually got the idea that the WWE wanted to keep Daniel Bryan down. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, there was a story about like how Vince McMahon had said on a uh, conference call, you know, he didn't realize that he was uh, being recorded or whatever, saying that you know Daniel Bryan was too small. Blah blah blah. You know what? They like money. They don't care. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, they'll put the belt on whoever will make the money. Unfortunately, Daniel Bryan is champion. Didn't necessarily make the money, but Daniel Bryan uh, working his way up to be champion after losing it this way, I think certainly helped sell shirts at the very least and, and merchandise. Well, yeah, Daniel Bryan was. It was about the chase with him. It wasn't about because after he won the title, it was done. It was done. Um. But even Vince McMahon might have even said that on the conference call and leaked it out. Yeah, you, you never know. You never know. Uh, I mean, that's possible because this even had some of the my uh, wrestlers I wrestle with fooled 
they were like, well, Daniel Bryan wasn't even supposed to win the title originally, or wasn't going to be in the main event of WrestleMania originally, but they had to change it because of the fans. Like, that's what they had planned all along. They just wanted you to believe that, because <laughs> um, they're not going to, Vince McMahon's not going to change his mind if he doesn't like anything. Yeah, you're not going to have the storyline be that Daniel Bryan's getting screwed over for the longest time and then not go anywhere with it. But but, <laughs> yeah. but, the, but this match, what made this match so great to you? Oh, it was just, it was watching two experts in the craft go at it. I mean, they really told a story. Yeah, it was just such a great story. It was uh, up and down, back and forth. I mean, people give John Cena so much crap, but every match, every big match I've ever seen John Cena in, he delivers. He delivers, and it's not he's not being carried. I mean, he has a different style, in that, but he compliments people. I mean, Ric Flair, in my mind, is the greatest of all time. Ric Flair had his style, and his style, he could make somebody look like a million bucks. John yeah. John Cena is not Ric Flair. He is absolutely not. But uh, he can working working another wrestler. He has the ability to one look like he overpowers somebody just because he is a, such a powerful person. But he can also sell. And when he sells, because he was so strong. It makes the other guy look stronger, and I, it's sort of an awkward way to put it. But I think he does an effective job of selling and putting another guy over when he puts another guy over. But it, of course, being the the guy who he's the number one guy in the company, when he puts somebody over, that means something. Yeah, well, it's like Hogan. Um, when Hogan would put somebody over, which was very rarely, it meant something. Uh, so John Cena. You know, fair and square in the middle of the ring, uh, having Daniel Bryan put him over, that meant something. Yeah. Or, or him putting Daniel Bryan over, that, that absolutely yeah. meant something. Oh, yeah. It made uh, it just brought Daniel Bryan up to that level that he needed to be. Because, um, like I said before, like I shouldn't like Daniel Bryan. He's tiny. He's uh, – I, I wouldn't even call him a spot monkey, um, even though he does spotish stuff. He doesn't He's do it. Just, he doesn't do it just to be doing it. Yeah, he is. Uh, Daniel Bryan's got to be in the top. Uh, I don't want to say top ten, top fifteen, all time, or what do you? I mean? think of all time. I, I could absolutely say he's top ten of the last fifteen years. Oh yeah, um, I would say he's top five of the last fifteen years. I, I would top say, three. I, yeah, I would. I, I would say that. <laughs> but it's 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 hard for me to say that. It's easy to say, oh, that person's top ten. That person's top ten. That person's top ten. When you don't have to compile the list, like I could say that these guys are top ten. And when you actually pull the list, it's like twenty five guys. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, That's why I said top, maybe top fifteen. I, I, yeah. Um. I don't know that there's a. Other than I would put Jericho probably top ten, I'd probably put him at number ten. Um, but that 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 again, that's me. Uh, but Daniel Bryan is certainly up there. Yeah, I mean he. Uh, unfortunately, I mean Daniel Bryan got screwed by the Authority and then got screwed by life. Yeah. Uh, uh, that neck injury was just awful for him, and he had to retire way before he could have. But he had a heck of a run. Um, it was a great, great run. And if he ever does heal, uh, heal up and be able to come back, it'll be great. Uh, cause he just has that natural likability. Um, I, I don't know. It's just something about him. I, I, I'm going to say this. I don't want to see him ever wrestle again because with his, 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 the CTE or not or the concussion that he's had, it yeah. only it only gets worse, and you don't heal up from that. Oh, I thought it was just his neck. Yeah, it's concussions. Oh, okay. See, I just thought it was his neck. He had a neck injury. Uh, yeah. So I no, he he never needs to wrestle again. We need to keep him in our in, in our lives. Well, he uh, I mean, he can retire and not have a single uh, a single disappointment because the way he retired. 
uh, well, maybe not the way he retired, but what he got, he got to have that WrestleMania. Um, he made it when he probably shouldn't have, like, wouldn't have, you know, normally. A guy like him, that small, probably wouldn't have uh, most of the time got to the level he was, but he did it. He had more drive you know? than anybody else when it came to, yeah. when it came to his craft. Because, I mean, if you would have told me uh, when he was the American Dragon, uh, when he was, like, wrestling for, like, Ring of Honor, be like, that dude will be WWE champion at WrestleMania and uh, one of the most over guys ever. I would have been like, you're crazy. Uh, I mean, he, when he was the American Dragon, he was the best wrestler in the world. So I don't know that I necessarily disagree uh, that agree there, but... Well, I'm just saying just by size, you know, like by his size, by his look, um, he just didn't, he wouldn't seem to me like he would have been a WWE champion. I I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's obviously a great wrestler, but. But he wasn't WWE champion very long. Yeah. And you said he had a great run. I don't know that he had a great run. I think he had uh, a great, um. I think he had tons of great matches, and I, I don't I I because his run as champion was so limited in WWE. Well, I I was I think he had a great run up to the title. Yeah, um, but really, even if he wouldn't have got injured, um, him just being champion wasn't as good as him chasing for the title. Oh no, not at all. And because uh, I mean, his chase was just, his whole career was just in WWE was just fighting to get where he was. Um, cause I started watching him when he was on NXT. Uh, that's what I started watching wrestling during that time again. And, uh, then he went away and I kind of stopped watching. And when he was a heel, I watch occasionally, but really I started watching around this time when they started, uh, screwing them all the time. And that got me to watch again because it's something I cared about. I wanted to see him and I think keeping him out of the Royal rumble that one time was great. And I remember how mad the crowd got about that. They were furious. Oh, when he, but, get, when, when he didn't get the spot in the rumble. Yeah. They booed Ray Mysterio so hard. <laughs> that was, the crowd was just not having it, but it was just great. I think that, see, I, I think they knew that he was going to be in the main event of WrestleMania at that point. And that's what they were going for. I hope so. Uh, but yeah, because it's genius. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, it's... So one thing we haven't mentioned is that Triple H was the special guest referee. In this oh match. yeah, yes. And he he was a very fine referee. And he played it fair, and, uh, straight down the middle, until the in, until the match was over, and uh, Randy Orton's music played, and he decided that he, <laughs> yeah. he, he may come out and cash in the Money in the Bank. And when it, it looked like he wasn't going to, uh, Triple H uh, attacked Daniel Bryan from behind and put him in the pedigree. Uh, Randy Orton cashed in the money in the bank, pinned him one, two, three. Beautiful. I think that was just absolutely genius booking. You do? Uh-huh. Uh, it kind of pissed me off. Well, that's what it was supposed to do. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's what, like, I just thought that that, because everybody's like, yes, he finally did it. He finally, oh, son of a, you know, like, uh, cause that, that got real heat, uh, real heat with the crowd. Like, and I don't think it was turnoff heat either. I think it was, I think it's some, a lot of people threatened to turn off and stop watching wrestling, but of course they didn't cause they still wanted to see Daniel Bryan. I mean, I just... Uh, I just thought it was like genius booking. To, and then he got the uh, the WrestleMania after that, you know. Yeah, true, true. Then he got the big blow off, the perfect storm story blow off. So, well, with that being said, uh, I mean, basically, uh, they they went off in that direction. Uh, Daniel Bryan uh, versus the Authority, and it it, it had a type. It had its high points and it had its low points, but you know it 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 was what it was. Uh, overall, though, I think the show was pretty darn good. Yeah, just the two matches of Brian versus Cena and uh, CM Punk versus Brock made the show good. 
Um, I mean, the other matches weren't bad. No, no, they weren't. But uh, I, I, in general, I think, uh, I, in general, I think those two matches carried the whole card. But yeah, uh, I would not, I wouldn't be dissatisfied watching this. Especially at this point, we'd have still been paying for it, so I would not have felt cheated. Well, oh, this was before the network, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's weird uh, that back then you had to pay for pay per view. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember um, it was uh, especially when I was a younger kid, and they only had like three or four a year, and uh, I think they were only twenty nine ninety nine. But that was a lot of money back then. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a big deal because we didn't have cable, so we had to go to my grandma's house in Columbus and to watch it. And it was like a it was a big event. It was a it was almost like going to the show. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, we watched the whole. Uh, remember those like three hour countdown shows? Yeah. Like the preview shows, I would watch that the whole time, be in anticipation, and counting down when it was getting ready to count down for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how about uh, for next week? Um, I, this was by request. I don't remember if I ra- ran this one by you, and I don't remember if you also requested this one. But I'm thinking uh, ECW's December to Dismember from 2006. Oh, I thought you were going to say another no, ECW. Like, not a, not I was a, like, no, come on, man. Not a real ECW show. <laughs> this is a WWE ECW show. Uh, yeah, that was um, one of probably had one of the, the worst views. Elim- had the Elimination Chamber in it in an ECW <laughs> show. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, – we still got to do WCW Greed sometime, though. Yes. Because uh, I, we've been – I think we've been uh, ignoring poor WCW. Yeah, have, uh, come up with one that we do after uh, after December to this member, and we'll figure out what we're going to do. Yeah, I think uh, everybody felt pretty uh, cheated on December to remember. Yeah. So, or dismember, yeah. Dismember, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, JT, how do people get a hold of you? You can get a hold of me at uh, www.tfradio.net slash H-O-G-G. Perfect. Say the second G with a smile, and also on Twitter at JT Hulk. Sweet. I am personally at B Kilby. Uh, you can find me on uh, uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash Brian Kilby if you want to follow me there. Um, you can find all of our podcasts at TF Radio on Twitter at facebook.com slash TF Radio, and of course at tfradio.net. But an announcement here. Uh, we have our own Twitter account now for Take 4 Wrestling. It's at Take Number 4. Don't spell it out. It's Take Number 4 Wrestling. Take 4 Wrestling. Follow us. Um, it, it'll, it'll, it'll do you good. It's good for your health. You can get more of my expert opinion on wrestling. Yeah. And, of course, um, you can. We would really appreciate it. If you like the show, uh, please uh, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. That will uh, – it's the easiest way to help us out. It uh, makes it so that other people can find us and uh, we can share the wrestling love. And, of course, if you want to, if you use Amazon at all, you can go to our website at tfradio.net. Click on the Amazon link and uh, do your Amazon.com shopping. Uh, Amazon doesn't charge you a cent more, but they'll send a little bit back toward uh, us to help pay for the show. Uh, Well, JT, do you have anything else you want to talk about this week? Uh, Well, I'm going to rip Diecast apart when I get my hands on them. Cannot wait. I cannot (laughs) wait. That'll be great. Well, until then, this has been Take 4 Wrestling. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye.